everybody. I'm Kai. This is Politics Inside Out from Marketplace. Andrea Seabrook, our Washington, D.C. bureau chief, is on the other end of the phone. We're going to talk about the latest and greatest on what is now Trump, I think, plus what, like six, day five? I so, don't even know. It depends. Do we count weekends, I think you Kai, have to count weekends. We not, it's not we working weekends. days. It's, it's weekends. So, uh, okay, I'll, so I'll it's got to be Trump plus five, really, because Trump you can't five. count last Tuesday nope, as a count, Trump so. day. Wednesday, so, Thursday, Friday, plus five. There you go. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Tomorrow Sunday. would no, be Trump six. Plus, no, today's six. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Monday is six. Anyway, now that we've done the math, we're gonna. We're, this is gonna be <laughs> that's a. Why you host the economic <laughs> that's, that's show. Right, that's right. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do a little a little personnel stuff here, and then we're gonna talk some policy stuff. The first thing I want to talk about with you, Andrea, is um, uh, Reince Priebus as the new chief of staff of a Trump White House, and Stephen Bannon, the chief strategist and senior counselor to the president. Uh, discuss briefly for me how they will affect how this transition team fills out uh, the big jobs in this coming administration. Well, first of all, I mean, oh my gosh, if the if Wednesday was a shocker yeah. for the entire like Washington conventional universe or political conventional universe, having Reince Priebus move in as chief of staff. Mm is is the biggest <laughs> it's it's probably a bigger bigger shocker to me um, because, it's a shock because to me. why help me make sense because of this because the why man is it a shock? the man has been on the outs of the Republican party for years now i mean this is the guy who shepherded out of the Republican Party uh, and the Republican National Committee, the establishment hmm. fundraising platform, even post Citizens United. This is the guy who more or less scared away every donor. He's not. He's just maybe he was a harbinger, actually, of of the Donald hmm. Trump presidency, because the Republican Party has eaten itself alive for a lot of years and was sort of thought to be eating itself alive in this election until suddenly Donald Trump pulled out, you know, Wisconsin and Michigan, who no one thought he could do. And now suddenly Reince Priebus in the White House, it's like, I think I've said this three times now on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, like, we woke up on Mars. You yeah. know, it's like this is ev- it's breaking all the rules. And a guy like Stephen Bannon, right. who is a, you know, he's he's a red meat thrower. Yep. Um, he's, you know, he's a Breitbart well, guy. I mean, we we should we should we should call it for what it is, right? I mean, he runs a or ran, I suppose, because he's going to have to leave that job. A racist, misogynist, sensationalist, horrible, not down the mainstream news site. Yeah, and apparently, um, no one cares. Right. And right. and the thing is that it sure looks a lot like. Donald Trump is picking the guys who held out until the end for Donald Trump to be in his inner circle, right. which who could blame him? Well, right. On the other hand, because he won and I get that. Well, well, so that's the next part of this conversation. Right. So Bannon right. is Donald Trump saying to the Washington, D.C. establishment, listen, I'm doing things my own way. Get used to Bannon. I wonder if Reince Priebus is a little bit of a bomb, a little bit of a salve to the Washington, D.C. establishment, in that at least he is a known quantity. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, Kind of, you're not convinced. I'm not not convinced. I mean, when you're talking about a known quantity in in Washington, you know, the head of the RNC, which Reince Priebus has been, is not the person everybody in Congress, you know, the the, the 535 mm-hmm. members of the House and Senate or whatever, the Republicans of those, go to raise money with. Those, they have hmm. other committees. And so, so Reince Priebus, since, since, since the beginning of 
money really going to outside groups. Reince Priebus has almost been in the wilderness as head of the RNC. So this is very strange Uh, looking. Well, let me offer then this thought, uh, and which will get us to the policy part of this conversation. Donald Trump had uh, two choices for chief of staff. One was Bannon. One was Priebus. Paul Ryan, when Donald Trump went to see uh, the Speaker of the House uh, late last week, made clear that he favored Reince Priebus uh, as uh, at least a guy that he knew. So is this in some way a Paul Ryan win? It's it's hard to see it that way. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm surprised. I keep hammering at this. This is fascinating. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Honestly, I guess you could say it's not a Paul Ryan loss. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you want to put it in those terms, but the real Paul Ryan win, the big Paul Ryan win, is Mike Pence in the White House. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not Reince Priebus. It is not any of those, you know, the Saturday before the election, Paul Ryan and Mike Pence, now, you know, vice president-elect, were campaigning in Wisconsin. Ryan's practically admitted nobody expected them to actually win. And look at this. Well, so before you look at that, listen to this. Here he is. uh, This is Paul Ryan uh, speaking about exactly that. We've had this divided government for some time. And look, it's no secret that I don't agree with the direction President Obama took the country. But being in Congress without having the White House has been extremely frustrating because we haven't been able to get things done. Now we finally have. This is this was my closing argument in the campaign. I stood there with Mike Pence in McGuanagan, Wisconsin, saying with a unified Republican government, we can actually get things done for the people of this country. We are looking now at at least two years until the next midterms uh, where President Trump and Speaker Ryan and Senate Majority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell will be able to, much as happened in the first two years of the George W. Bush administration and in the Barack Obama administration, get things done. There will be laws passed. Yes, there will definitely be laws passed. (laughs) And it will be along their agenda lines. I know it sounds funny, but, you know, given given that for the past six years in Congress, there has been nothing going on. Yes, I think it's okay. It's a little disingenuous for Paul Ryan to say, because we didn't have everything, we couldn't (laughs) get things done. Let's just state that out. Like, because we didn't have everything, we chose not to let anything happen. That's not like a a critique. That's the way it works uh, in Washington. And sometimes that's a good thing. Believe me, you do not want the government to always be functional. But on the other hand, they have a serious problem here. There's a reason why midterm elections after a new mm-hmm, president takes mm-hmm. over often swing the other direction, because they tend to overreach. When one party you know, has the White House, the Senate, right. and the House, they tend to overreach. Now, I'm not sure in this case, again, Mars, I'm not <laughs> sure that actually that is possible here because the divisions in the Republican Party uh, with Donald Trump are enough that it is not going to be nearly as easy as I think most of the media uh, and most of the pundits are making it seem right now. Oh, gosh, they have everything. They're going to do all this stuff. So let me roll another Paul Ryan clip here uh, and, okay. and we're going to play it. And then I'm, we're going to we're going to talk about that a little bit. This is something that Donald also talked about during the campaign, which is to, to fix our taxes on border adjustments which we believe is a smarter way, which is what all the other countries do, which is not tariffs, not trade wars. So we think there are better ways of dealing with making American products and workers more competitive. And really, it's fixing our tax code. 
So this is Paul Ryan, a known deficit hawk, a guy who loves the details, who is not one for mm-hmm. bluster or or populist sentiment. He This is now him, much as we talked about Mitch McConnell laying down his marker last week. This is Paul Ryan laying down his marker. Yes. And, you know, essentially the the shift he's making is one that is akin to supply side versus demand side. He's saying, let's not punish companies by slapping tariffs on them. Let's entice them by giving them a a nice tax Mm -hmm. environment to come be in. The question, I guess, about it is, well, look at Ireland. Look at places that have created a very favorable corporate tax environment and what happens when that favor, for one reason or another, has to be shored up a little bit, has has to be like reined in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that kind of thing can work. It can cause a lot of investment very quickly, but it can also dry up in a moment. It's it's not the same as creating a, a whole new industry in a country or finding some natural resource. It's There's something a little artificial about it. Yeah. All right. So last thing, and then uh, we're going to leave it for today, and, and we'll pick it up tomorrow with, with a bunch of different stuff. But this idea now that there's going to be an infrastructure bill among the very first things that Donald Trump uh, sends to the Hill, that it's going to be massive. People are talking a trillion dollars. How does that line up with a guy like Paul Ryan and other fiscal conservatives in the House of Representatives who are extremely vocal and extremely worried about debt and deficits? How is that going to work? It's going to be incredibly difficult because at the same time that Donald Trump and lots of other people are talking about immense spending spending mm-hmm. deals. I mean, I yeah. remember I remember the gasp in the room when George Bush said $87 billion yeah. in investment. <laughs> you talk about a trillion. Yeah. We're way out. I mean, again, Mars, yeah. right? That's what we should just call that. this podcast. <laughs> we should call it Politics on Mars because yeah. that's what it feels you know. But, you know, at the same time that they're saying that they want to do this and a lot of people want to do it, they're also saying they're going to cut down the income tax brackets down yeah. to three, topping off at 33%, which is a lot lower than the top bracket is now. There are two above it now, in fact. They're talking about cutting corporate tax rates. They're talking about all of these ideas to not only spend money through infrastructure, but drain the Treasury at the same time through tax changes. And that is not going to fly with people like Paul Ryan. Do you doubt that it gets passed in some form? Maybe not a trillion, but like $700 million? $700 billion, rather, dollars? Uh, I... All right. I'll take that as an answer. That's that's a completely <laughs> no, that's respectable not... answer because, well, no, because, right, I mean, honestly, who knows at this point, right? You, you right. could say that right. about, about right. Trump's economic policies writ large, right? Blah, 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 right. blah, because we just don't know. <laughs> we just don't know. Yeah. I think we will see a definite infrastructure spending yeah. bill. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them break it down into smaller parts because then Congress has more control. It can control huh. separate bills. He still gets to, you know, the new president still gets to say, oh, we did this, we did that. We we boosted infrastructure like we said we were going to do. Talking about a trillion, it just it's just hmm. it's just so far outside of what these guys hmm. are, are used to doing. This is a little thing we do called Politics Inside Out. She's Andrea Seabrook. You can get her on Twitter at Radio Babe. You can get me at uh, Kai Rizal, and you get the program at Marketplace. Uh, either tomorrow or maybe the next day, uh, we'll do a little question and answer from whatever you guys want to know. Um, uh, and uh, there's, the, oh my gosh, there's so much to talk about. Oh yeah, we've gotten some great questions, I know, too, I know. from listeners. Questions that, like, 
I love it when I get a question on Twitter that I'm like, oh gosh, I guess I better know the answer to that. So I have to go research. I'm like, I love Marketplace listeners. They're the best. All right, we got to go. Bye. Bye. This is APM.